everybody, this is Ryan. And this is Wayne. And this is Kill the Rabbit Podcast, Episode 8. Um, we are two days behind, or we lost two days, because we had to meet uh, at a later date for Mexican Mother's Day. Yeah, um, that's, uh, in Mexico they celebrate different days, and last Tuesday was Mexican Mother's Day. Which is always news to me, every year. So, certain dates or certain holidays that we have will fall on a date. And then other dates, like Thanksgiving, is always the fourth Thursday or something to right. that effect. Well, their holidays are the same, except kind of switched around. So theirs is like the second Tuesday of something or other. So that was uh, that's what happened. So we had to move it, and then we did it on Thursday, and we effectively lost two days. So but, we can blame everything on on your mother-in-law. That. But no, on losing the two days. That's oh. if we didn't do anything, we can blame it on that. But I was going to just say that at least we're being good about, you know, we have to deal with things as they come up, and that doesn't mean that you just don't do it that week. You got to be flexible. So we changed the date on it, and and that's good. Well, prior to that. Uh, when we would change the date, it just wouldn't happen. So I think that's actually a good thing. Yep. We're getting better at that. Um, but yeah, work, work is, uh, it's going good. I'm still getting back in the swing of things as far as doing work, which sounds horrible. But when you go from working from home and then after that being on basically vacation, doing nothing for two weeks or three weeks, you kind of get used to... Well, you're dealing with a commute time now, too, aren't you? That when yeah. you were working from home, you didn't yeah. have to... Well, the commute time's not that bad. So I, so we live in Houston, so there's back roads for everything under the sun. So instead of taking the highway, which still has lots of traffic, um, excuse me, from the flood, uh, I just take all the back streets. So I don't even get on the highway until... I get on the highway at right at um, like Greenhouse which for the listeners that's like the three fourths of the distance on the highway so I'd take back roads until then and everyone else is speeding going every which direction but my direction which is awesome so uh, yeah I'm still getting used to it It's it's working out really well I really like it this week was the first time that I actually felt um, like I'm doing something and contributing. So like, you know, when you first start a job and you are still learning the ropes and you're trying to contribute, but you're not trying to overcommit that weird time period where you're in. Right. So this week I, cause I said, I've been writing code and blindly testing it on the system this week. Two of my three things actually worked. The third, I didn't think was going to work very well, but the two worked so I was very pleased with that. Before you were writing code and weren't able to see it on the network because you didn't have access to the mm-hmm. network. And they, do you now, did, maybe you said this already, but do you now have access to the network? No, you'd be correct. I do not have access to the network. Okay. <laughs> I still don't have access to the network. Um, but through email, which I... Explain this. Well, let me ask you this. Did your FBI background check come back? Apparently not. I passed my drug test, though. Okay. Okay. And my background check. So, 
I don't really understand it. But we're making do. And and it's kind of good because I can't test my own stuff anyway because I I don't know what I'm looking at. Right. If that makes sense. So that's all going really well. Um, the funny thing is there's you know, a few people on my team and I've been teaching one of them or not teaching them. I mean, they're familiar with Python, but not at the level that I am. So I've, you know, been talking to them and explaining how things work. And they totally took one of the tasks that I was going to do, and they're almost done with it. So, like, I sat there and discussed everything, and they were like, I'm having this problem with, like, a try-accept block in code, which we won't get into it because it's too technical. But, or it's really boring without showing you on a screen. It won't make any sense. Um, but I was like, you know, why? what are you trying to accomplish? This. What's happening? Well, it's erroring, but it's erroring here. And, and I was like, well, do you know that it's erroring there? So we stepped through and they saw, oh, wow, it's erroring not where I thought it was. So they're actually taking over one of my tasks doing programming for me. Good. So it's been, um, that's really that was a really cool experience. I think you've said this before that one of your toughest jobs at any job that you've had is getting is becoming yourself a team player but also getting other people to become um, open and vulnerable and you know allowing people into their little world of what they're doing on their projects mm-hmm. and beginning to realize that wow hey i'm actually making progress because i'm opening opening up myself to others and their opinions and advice and and uh that's one of the hardest walls to break through out there with so many people with egos and internal fears of one nature or another Mm -hmm. well i mean it's like i said on the last episode where i said when i was a younger developer I thought, well, I can't have somebody else do my job because then I'll ex- I'll be expendable, and um, you know they'll see, or, or I'll run out of work. So with this person doing this thing, actually frees me up to do other things. So it it's actually working out really well. So um, that's kind of the first time that's ever happened with being that new to the company. Hmm. So it's kind of an interesting experience. That that is interesting. Where when I was younger, I would have totally not done that. I would have done it myself. I would have done it by myself. And I would have come out three months later, and it would have been wrong. But I wouldn't have really necessarily gotten in trouble because that kind of is the status quo for um, those types of situations where you're working on a product that no one else really understands. Instead of bringing them into the, the fold and kind of explaining how things work to see how they can contribute. Yeah. So it's been fun. What have you been doing this week? Well, um been an interesting week. Was that Sunday was last Sunday was Mother's Day. Yes. And so we drove up to see uh your sister and the new baby who was only what, a week old? Now it's mm-hmm. going on two Days. weeks. So that was that was a lot of fun. That was one of those uh distractions that you love because you obviously want to keep up with your grandkids um i think there was a i had some interesting challenges this week one of them is that i've been just kind of tired this week i'm not really sure why it might be because i'm not getting to bed on time but 
Um, I mentioned in one of the other uh, podcasts, I was talking about the trying to get focused and stay on task as far as the writing. And so I was actually hurting my marriage, you know, and wasn't spending enough time with my wife because I was trying to get this thing off the ground. And she said something, and I said, yeah, you're right. I need to make some changes in that. So something else we, we started this week. I, I, um, I've i got several books in my library on communication, and, and I just thought this would be a good time for her and I to just start refreshing our memories about the basics of communication. And, and it's been very good. It's been very interesting. One of the good side effects is that she sees me trying to – you know, do something and and um, help out with the communication, and and that speaks to her. And and I'm being sincere. I'm not trying to manipulate. So that's been really that's been a good thing. Um, so you know, it's it's kind of like we say when we're talking about the okay, you got this goal you're trying to do, and you're trying to squeeze it into your schedule. Me with my writing, and you with your business. But it wasn't like we had a lot of extra time to begin with to do all that. There was a lot of things going on in our lives. And it wasn't like we could just say, hey, um, honey, <laughs> I'll I'll talk to you in about a month or so because i got to get this writing done, you know. Mm-hmm. Or the grandbaby was born and, well, I'll catch up with the kid somewhere along the line before he's in first grade. Uh, you, you just don't do that kind of stuff. You mm-hmm. have to keep that in mind that, that uh, yeah, you've you've got this goal. But you may have to do some massaging as far as your schedule because you didn't drop any priorities in your life. You're adding this into it. Mm-hmm. And so that's been kind of challenging. Um, so it's not just the uh, things that are time sucks or like no, stupid no. things. It's legitimate reasons now that you kind of have to... Good things that you have to make a decision of I'll do this, but I can't do this. They're both good. No, that's right. I um, that that's true. One other thing that happened this week, um, your mom and I were working on some stuff with the retirement, and so we've had to get paperwork together. And there's IRAs and 401ks and and retirement coming up because I'm going to be 65 in a couple of weeks. So I have to keep that. Uh, have to work on some of that stuff. So that's taken up some time as well. Oh, your taxes are locked in. Yeah. Your tax rate so there's some good stuff. Tax. I can go into restaurants now and say, senior discount, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But, um, okay, so that's all the aside stuff that, that very important. Don't want to play that down at all. But I, going back to the writing, um, I did meet again with my next-door neighbor, and we talked a little bit further. And it was... Like every week has been, it's been it's been very profitable. One of the things he told me, he asked me a question. He said, "Okay, Wayne, how many chapters have you written, and how far along are you with the writing?" And and I said, "Well, I've got this many chapters, but there's a little bit in this chapter, a little bit in that chapter, but none of them are really truly connected. I've just kind of gone into certain chapters and started writing about a particular thing that." Somehow or other, at some point, I was going to connect. And what he told me was really good. He says, let me encourage you to work at connecting all of them. 
if you'll get an overall flow of the book, mm-hmm. it will really help you in directing some of the chapters more so than you are today. Now, but he also said, don't worry about how you connect those chapters. It, it doesn't have to be the final product. All you're trying to do is establish some kind of flow. You'll probably change half of it or more, but you're just trying to get some continuity between the chapters so that ultimately you'll have a sense of the overall flow of the book, and it'll help direct some of the the uh, you know the plot and mm-hmm. so forth and as you're continuing to write. And so I was working on it this past weekend, and it really did help a lot. So, so you connected some of the chapters? Some, some of the chapters. I haven't done all of them. That, and then also the other piece of advice that he gave me last week, and, and I did talk, uh, I believe, on the last podcast on this, but I just kind of reiterated, writing quickly rather than allowing myself to sit down and think too much about what I'm writing as I'm writing it. Uh, has really helped an awful lot. So mm-hmm. those were those were some good points. So I'm I'm making progress, and along with that, I would just say that that um, it really kind of helps me when I think about, am I going to write this book or not? Because mm-hmm. that kind of sounds what he's asking, when you're or like what he's asking. <laughs> when you've got momentum going on any project, it doesn't have to be writing a book, but when you've got movement, you've got momentum, and you're working at maintaining that momentum, the believability in your own mind begins to increase. Mm-hmm. And that's really, really good. Now, you've impressed me at times when you've had projects that you didn't know, but you got to a point where you had no clue where to go next, okay? Um I was always impressed with the fact that you would just sit and think and think and think until something broke through and you had, and I thought to myself, I, I've never done that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'll work at something for just so long and then, oop, that's not going anywhere. I guess I'll just drop it. Mm-hmm. But that really impressed me uh, that when you've done that in the past. And so I've tried to incorporate some of that in my thinking as I'm writing Okay, so you got a roadblock. Well, maybe you do need to go to another part of the book and write, but maybe you need to just sit and think about it for a while. Well, and like I said, and I, I didn't mean that to be offensive when I said it sounds like that's what he's asking you to no. do. I, I think that's kind of a, a, you know, he's holding the mirror up. And for myself, as I'm as I'm listening to you talk about this, I'm thinking about my own self with my the system that I'm, you know, designing and working on and, um, I designed some other things in it that are super crazy, and now it's time to, you know, nose to the grindstone. <gasps> Excuse me. But when he is asking you, are you going, or like what you're saying is that it's eliciting that feeling of, am I really going to do this? Right. Um, you know, and knowing that. Uh, the plane is taxiing down the dry, down the runway, right? It's approaching the speed of liftoff, and then once you're in, you're in. Like when I was 13, I hated roller coasters. Um, and the weirdest thing is, it wasn't. Well, I love roller coasters now. Well, how did I get to that point? It was maybe self-talk. No peer pressure. No, I was homeschooled. I didn't care what anybody else thought. But the act of getting in the roller coaster, sitting in the seat, 
and locking in where I can't leave, that's what did it for me. So like my mentality before I sat down was, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this, because mentally I know there's still an out. I can still turn around and walk out, I can still leave. As soon as I locked in, my mind changed into survival mode of, okay, let's reason this through. Are you going to die? No. So that's not an imminent threat. If you're not going to die, what's the worst that can happen? And try to enjoy yourself. And that's how, and I had to do that. I still have to do that to this day when I go on roller coasters. Well, let me ask you this. When, when I'm hearing you saying, I'm thinking maybe what we need to do is we need to get ourselves mentally beyond that point of no return. We, mm-hmm. we kind of know where it's at. It's like you with locking yourself into the seat. That's the point of no return. Mm-hmm. You may be scared up until then. You just got to get yourself motivated sufficiently to get to that point to where you, you can't turn back now. Mm-hmm. And I think goal setting can play a part in that. Um, your goal was, I'm going to... I'm going to make it through this roller coaster ride, but at the front end of this thing, me getting into the to it, standing in line, getting into it, and then finally locking down and realizing uh, it's too late to get out now. Right, on the realization of this is going to happen yeah. whether you want it to or not. It, this similar situation with singing, you know, when you schedule and you put it on the calendar, the embarrassment to go to them and say no, I can't do it, is more than the fear of singing. So when I did a presentation, I did a presentation at a conference. I'm horrified of public speaking. I did it anyway. I didn't even think about it. Just signed up, go, I'm going to do this. I did it not thinking I was going to get picked. Because it was a a contest, not a contest, like a voting thing, right? So people vote on whether they think your talk is um, interesting, right? I did the talk on Django. Well, Django was the same year that Django Unchained came out, the movie. So Django, with regard to GIS, I said, Django, unchain your database. I thought it was a really witty little title. Well, they picked me because of that witty title, whether it's the underlying technology they were thinking about or, hey, this reminds me of a movie. I doubt that coming from a technical community, That's but funny. you never know, right? Yeah. You know, it's witty, maybe it'll be interesting, right? Because I've been to tons of talks that just make me want to go to sleep. So locking in and saying, I'm going to do this and this is what I'm going to do, period, end of story, knowing that it is going to occur, that is a fact. That is a static variable in your equation that does not change, had a lot to do with me rallying myself around, okay, what do I have to do to get it done? You know what I mean? So I think with having this person in your life saying, are you going to write the book? It That's kind of an off-putting question, because it's like, well, of course. And it's like, really? Because these things that I'm noticing, I've noticed in myself, and we're all at fault for it. You know, right. I am too, right? I went on this crazy design thing this weekend, and I didn't do any work on it. Didn't do any work on the system. So, I mean, what matters is, ideas don't get you paid. It's applying those ideas that get you paid. That's right, and I going back to when we first started this podcast we talked about not finishing things and um, obviously people are accomplishing the things that we're trying to set off to do it's not 
that we would be the first to, to break the four-minute mile or, or some other incredible task that no one else has done before. People have done these things. Um, it's more a matter of you, not them, but what do you have to do internally in your thinking in mm-hmm. order to get beyond whatever it is that blocks you from making continual progress so that you eventually do reach the goal. And as I've said, setting a goal for me was so important because, and especially since I've verbalized it, you know about it, my neighbor knows about it, I've talked to other people about it, so it's out there. It's a podcast. And we're doing the podcast. <laughs> and so now when I encounter an obstacle, like some of the things that have happened in the past several weeks, I'm not thinking about dropping the ball and forgetting about it. I'm looking at it like um, there's the bridge is out. I've got to find a way to get to the other side of this swollen river. I'm going to find a way. And so my mind keeps on going. And eventually I find different ways to get around that and move forward. But without that goal and without laying it out there and making myself accountable, I would probably be falling right back into the same old habits of, you know, okay, start. Stop, start, stop, start, mm-hmm. stop. Well, and furthermore, the sheer fact of knowing that the bridge is out, having that exist in concrete evidence that you can see with your eyes, changes the game. Yep. Whereas if the bridge is in operation, the question is, do I want to cross the bridge? Right. Or, or something to that effect, you know? It, you know, and the other thing that it makes me think about as I'm working through these things and working through these goals of, of, um, so I set out all these issues or all these, um, tasks for the project, right? There's a lot of them, you know, 80 or a hundred. Evaluating each piece and giving each piece the amount of time that it deserves without taking shortcuts. Um, and the funny thing that happened in the development world, you probably are not aware of this, the, over the weekend, there is a, I wouldn't say it's a competing technology, but we just have very different views on web frameworks. So you have, at least in my personal opinion, from my run-ins with people, you have Python guys that are more Python web frameworks, Django, Flask, those type of web APIs. And then you have Node guys. Node guys are JavaScript, JavaScript server-side and client-side. So they have this thing called Node.js which is just for the sake of argument like Python, right? So in Python, I can import libraries. So a library would be, I'm going to do some math operations. I import math. That's not a real thing. It's just a for instance. I want to uh, learn to walk the dog. I import the library to walk the dog, things like that, right? But they should technically be supplementary to, so you don't have to, um, you should genuinely understand what they're doing right? It shouldn't be to compensate your skill set as much as to not reinvent the wheel. So over in Node world, you have something called the NPM, which is called the Node Package Manager. That also imports libraries per se. It's more, they're called uh, modules, I think, which can be as small as one function, right? Well, the funny thing is that they've done kind of a survey of all these programs written with Node, and they find these packages. So there's one package called isArray. It's one line of code. 
So instead of the programmer writing the one line of code, they import the package, which is more, more than the one line. It comes with like unit tests and all these other, all this other stuff, right? That's just clogging up the. So you'll notice that there's people building applications where they're just stringing together these packages because they're lazy. Either that or they don't know how to write the code. Like if you don't know how to write if something is an array or not, you really need to reevaluate what you're doing in software. Hmm. So what happened was, and this is the kicker, this is array thing, literally it's one line, 19 million downloads a month. Wow. Incorporated into their applications. And so what has happened, what recently happened over the weekend is another library, not like that. It, uh, it uh, Oh, it um, inserts padding on the left. So it's called pad left. So when you're building a web page, you don't want everything to go to the full extent of the screen. You kind of want it to, you want some padding. Some right? margins there. Also, maybe four lines of code. I believe, I may be wrong, like 19,000 downloads a month. Well, that module broke. Hmm. So what do you think about potentially millions of applications with that module now don't work? But because you imported 300 modules, which one is it? Because you're taking the shortcut, you're not coding it yourself, you could have easily done that yourself, and you should have done that yourself. You should not be dependent on somebody else's code that you don't know if it's right or not. So in evaluating my things as I'm working on my project, do I want to import that little module that that it can make my life easier for the short run, but may make it a living hell later. And it was a huge ordeal. Like things broke across the board, like everywhere. Things were going crazy. But it's all because you took the shortcut and now you got yourself into a pickle. Wow. So that's what it kind of reminded me of. So, I mean, the lesson is, you know, don't take the shortcut when the answer is do the work. That's right. So, you know, it, you know, it may be easier as you're writing this book to pay attention to other authors and, oh, this twist is nice. I'm just going to kind of finagle it and put it, you know what I mean? Like, right. it's it's much more beneficial to take that time to, because sometimes things do take time. But I know this is a really long explanation. But I thought it was it's such a good life lesson and don't cut corners. No, I agree with you. I agree. Definitely. So we're, uh, I would say, this was, at the end of the day, I was telling your mom this, that I was leaving uh, my next door neighbor's house last week, and he told me, he says, well, you know, you finish this book, it'll be a legacy that your kids will appreciate and enjoy. And I thought, yeah, that's true. How long have you been meeting with him? Just for about a month now or so. Wow. Because I, I hear these questions of, like, when is it going to be done? And yeah. It's like, good Lord. Well, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a while. But anyway, I, I, I'm walking home thinking about this, and I'm thinking, well, what's most important to me, that this is a legacy for my kids? Oh, that's important. Uh, that I could be a published author and, you know, I'd have a book that I could put on my shelf that actually has my name on it. Well, that's kind of cool. And Or maybe I could possibly make some money on it. That That'd be cool. But you know what? Um, and I'm really being honest with this. I, I think the most important thing in writing this book for me isn't any of those things. They're important. I think that would be very good. But the most important 
thing for me is that I would be finally finishing something that I started many years ago and rewrote I can't tell you how many times and now I would be able to say I finished something that I started that's far more important to me uh, as far as growth personally than any of the rest of those things um, so you're saying it's more important to you to finish it finish it and not just finish it we're not just trying to race through to the end and just there I'm done with it uh, it needs to be something that I would be proud of mm-hmm. um, so I'm not in a big hurry to race through this thing I want it to be done well but I think the whole if you're struggling with finishing things as a person that you, you're not consistent you procrastinate you, things get tough you get down some rabbit hole someplace um, that's me okay I've been that way and this would be just a, um, a quantum leap for me personally to finish something of this magnitude mm-hmm. well I think that it's definitely progressing I think so um, I think end of the year by first draft is totally doable I uh, if, 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 if we're measuring progress I just mentioned the number of rewrites that I've had. I still keep all my rewrites, and I probably should delete a bunch of them because there's a ton of them. I, um, I've i actually made so much more progress in just the brief period of time since I started, you know, planted my flag, said I'm going to do this. I've made more progress on this than I have in all the rewrites that I've done over the years. Hmm. So if that says anything to this plan of action that we're both embarking on, um, this is huge. That's awesome. Well, so for next week, I will do stuff. I will specifically... Can you be more specific? (laughs) (laughs) There's like like a broker... Q message system that I'm supposed to implement. So I will implement that. Okay. Um, it's kind of the basis of how things will, or a piece of how it will work. Um, and I think that's it. I've been working out more, and now I'm on a new diet, so I can't eat sugar and I can't eat fat and I can't eat. So we had Chick fil A in the cafeteria today, so it was horrible. So I was like, no. <laughs> like, do you want a sandwich? Because the last time I ate Chick-fil-A there, I was like, ooh, this is kind of cool. I'll get a sandwich. The guy in front of me is like, yeah, they're kind of small. Give me two sandwiches. And I'm like, oh, that's a really good idea. Give me two sandwiches. That was horrible. But, you know, because it's amazing. I was telling my wife, it's amazing when you go on a diet or any type of thing where you're denying yourself or you're changing a habit. It, your brain will just tell you the weirdest things of, oh, well, you know, Chick-fil-A is, it's fried in peanut oil, so it's actually better for you than KFC. Oh, that's a really good point. You know, it's really good with fried food. Soda probably is a better choice because it accents the flavor so much more nicely. No, more ni- more ni- mom's gonna kill me. Uh, nicely. Nicer. Uh, isn't it isn't it tough when your internal voice really is pandering to your weakness? 
mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it's like having an enemy in your camp, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, instead of saying, yes, stay on that strict diet. and Well, and it's hard. And I say my mom's going to kill me because I was homeschooled, so she taught me grammar, and I should never use two adverbs back-to-back. The So that's been a struggle, right? Uh, I went to the gym and I did one workout. I normally do four or five. But I was like, I'm so tired because of the new diet and then working. And then it's just, as long as I do it. So then I went running. I ran for 11 minutes. Uh, Not even a mile. But I was like, I'm done. But I'm here, right? And I did it today. And tomorrow I'm going to do it again. So progress that's what i'm going to work on yeah. uh workout diet and then do the messaging and then for you for next week what do you want to do well I, i'm going to continue to work on connecting the chapters i was really excited this past weekend at the progress i made just in that so that was really kind of that was cool um my friend also gave me some character worksheets to work out on each character as you fill them in you round them out as people um so there's different questions it asks and um kind of, like i said gives you more of a, a 3d person mm-hmm. and it makes it easier to know how they're going to react to different things um that's cool so that's really what i'm just i'm just kind of a continuation of what i was doing last week but there's a lot to write and uh it's going to take a little bit i haven't really completely connected it all yet so um there is one area i'm not going to say it but there is one area in the book that i really need a breakthrough on and so i'm going to be working towards that end um and that's about that's about it so all right well until next time See you later. Bye-bye.